Hello, everyone, and welcome to the My Formula Way podcast. I'm Coach Ray, where I bring in leaders to discuss their life's journey, challenges they've faced, obstacles they've overcome, and how they strive to live their lives filled with strength in the body, peace in the mind, freedom in the spirit, and love in the heart, the My Formula Way. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to this channel and turn on your notifications so that whenever we release content, you get it right away. And if you like the content we release, please comment and share it with as many people as possible so that they can benefit from it too. I really look forward to you hearing our next guest, and I hope it inspires you to continue to do the great things you're doing in your community. So until we connect again, be healthy, be well, salute! Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining us today in the My Formula Way podcast. I'm Coach Ray, and I'm just so excited once again to have a special guest on my show. Um, you know, just knowing this person and talking to this person over the course of probably a year or so, um, just getting to know her has just been an honor and a privilege, and uh, working with her son uh, in this production and what we're doing together. It's just such a great thing. So I want to introduce Rocio Silva, who's the owner of Ramos Upholstery uh, in the city of Newburgh. And she's such an amazing individual, such a leader, such uh, an amazing mother and wife. And I'm just so honored for you to be on this show. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me here, uh, Coach Ray. I am very, very privileged to be here. Oh. And it's my honor, and, and also I want to thank you to give my son the opportunity of work, you know, working with you. Oh, man, he, he, he's given me the opportunity, <laughs> so I appreciate that, you know, and, and, you know, it just goes to show what kind of uh, person you are, what kind of mother you are, what kind of wife you are in, in terms of, you know, producing such an amazing <laughs> individual, so I got to give him props. So he's behind the scenes, you can't see him, but you will be seeing him on, on a show of ours, trust me. And uh, so, you know, when we talk about the My Formula Way and when we talk about who we're speaking to out there, you know, I want to talk about your journey. Um, I want to talk about the different things that you've been through and then also the health and wellness part of your life and, and what you do on a day-to-day -day basis to get through these things. But, you know, if anybody needs to know, you know, Ramos Upholstery is in the city of Newburgh. She does amazing work of upholstery. I mean, huge clients and, and from small, medium, and big, you know, she does it all. Um, <laughs> yes. So, and in terms of uh, nonprofits and stuff like that, we, I, I like to tell people at the beginning because sometimes people don't make it to the end of a podcast. So I want to make sure that they know anything that you're involved in before we get into your journey. Are there any uh, specific things you'd like to talk about about Ramos Upholstery and then also maybe some causes that you're involved in? Well, uh, Ramos Upholstery, it's a tray. Mm -hmm. So upholstery, sewing, cutting fabrics, getting involved with all this, um, it's a tray. Yeah. So what I, I would like to do is have... Um, people, uh, interns, to come and learn the trade. Um, so in the future, they can either work for us or have their own company or do their own house or do small projects, big projects. I mean, that's something that I, that I um, have in mind that's to do great. In, the, you know, in the future. Yeah. Pretty, pretty close future. Absolutely. Soon. 
Oh, that's want to do this soon. That's great. Yeah. And that's so important, right? You're giving opportunities for people, giving them skills that they can learn and then they can do on their own. And the fact that you're saying that they can open up their own place, I mean, that just shows your mindset as far as the future is concerned, which is so important, you know? Yes. Basically, it's like um, I need somebody to replace me. Mm. Okay. And because in this, actually, I never thought about it, but my son told me, like, Mom, what will happen if one day you are sick or you can come to work? Who's going to do it? Yeah. You know, how many of you, like, you can do everything, but you need people who can do what you do. Exactly. So I say, you need to train people. You need more of Rocio's. Imagine, like, you did this, you know, you need more people like you, you know? More people that I can do the same thing. Absolutely. It can replace you one day. Yeah. Actually, I replaced Victor Ramos. Exactly. Who was the original owner from Ramos Apostry. Yeah. And his wife. So it was a marriage. You know, they, did, they started the business. They, you know, and then I learned from them. And I replaced them because they retired and they did their own life. And then now... My son is like, okay, he waited 30 years, you know, because he worked to, to 30 years. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and now it's going to take you 30 years. They're going to know, you got to do it this. Sooner. Yeah. Sooner. <laughs> wow. Sooner. So I don't have to wait until I retire. Exactly. To get, you know, to get the company running. And uh, we did like a very small experiment last week. We were on vacation. I went away for a week and I left my shop running with my staff. And one of the things is like, you have to trust your people, you have to trust your employees, mm. and you have to let them make the decisions that you will make. And then that's how you know if you are doing the right thing. Gotcha. And actually I was very, very impressed because they did a such good job. They felt the responsibility of being in charge. Mm. And I know that sooner or later, some of them are going to have their own business or they're going to be able to take over me. That's great. That's incredible. And, you know, that kind of shows what your journey is about, just in that format and just in that understanding. So I want to take it back. I want to take it back to where you grew up, what your upbringing was and what kind of things you were involved in growing up and what kind of life that was for you so that people can understand where you come from to even have this mindset that you're just talking about? Like, what was that like for you growing up? Well, I, I grew up in Mexico City uh, up to um, 16 years old. So from, you know, from, but my mother, she used to have like a very small business also. She used to do uh, clothing. Okay. So I used to help my mother. And then my dream was to be a um, dressmaker. I wanted to do dresses and, you know, so I w- actually went to school for that. Oh, yeah. But then um, life brought us to Newburgh. And wow. Then from Mexico City from to Newburgh. Newburg. That's amazing. My father was, was already in, um, living in Newburgh. Okay. So he was going back and forth to Mexico. And then one day he's like, you know what? You guys can come over for two years and we're just going to, you know, make some money and go back to Mexico and, you know, do the business, you know, yeah. start our own business. What was that like for you? Like, to, like to, to me, it was like, 
when you grow up in the Mexican culture or in Spanish culture, mm. is what your parents say, so that's what you have to do. Yeah. You know, you have no say. <laughs> like, if exactly. your parents tell you, like, you have to do this to a certain age, that's what you have to do. You don't question them. Yeah. You just do what they say, mm-hmm. you know? And I say, you know, I didn't question my parents. Gotcha. I, like, in a way, I knew, like, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you believe. Yes. Yeah, that's, you, that's, the, that's the what parents. our beliefs, yeah. like, you know, like, my parents said so, that's because that's how it is. Wow. That's the way it has to be. Yeah. So anyway, we came here for it, and we never left. And you were, six, <laughs> you were 16 at the time? I was 16 years wow. at the time. That's such a pivotal age too, right? I mean, you're thinking about yes. being a teenager and being here in Being in here Bird, so in Newburgh. Yeah, what was uh, that? So yeah. I just, it was hard because I didn't speak any English. Okay. Um, but at the same time, I was just here for two years. So who cares, you know, like two years and I'm going to go back. Okay. So I just was trying to survive for the first two years and learn whatever I could. But in those two years, in the first year, I started working at Victor Ramos, upholstery. I started working with him. What did you start out as? What was that? At 17 years old. So I just went and applied because they told me like they do sewing and stuff like that. So I said, this is what I wanted to do. I started working in McDonald's. But I said that in McDonald's was great because yeah. I learned a lot. Exactly. But I said um, I want something that I I'm passionate about sewing and putting things together. So I thought it was going to be doing clothing. Okay. And then when I went there, it was upholstery. I never heard upholstery in my life. Oh wow. It was I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that. And then um, they took me. Because they didn't have... Now, first, he was like, you're too young. I don't know if you can do this. And I said, yes, try me. You know, I know how to sew. Yeah. He's like, oh, you don't know these machines. And I said, I know these machines. So he gave me the opportunity wow. to start. And then I started working with him. And then he adopted me as a daughter. Get out of here. Yes. He was just like, you're my... They never treat me as an employee. Wow. They always treat me as, as their family. own... As family. Wow. And then we became really, really close. And I became really, really close with their daughter, their son, and everybody in the family, the Ramos family. So they're like my other family. Exactly, yeah. Yes. And then we, we worked together for 19 years. 19 years, wow. 19 years. And then, um, then they retired. Okay. And then um, I took over the business. So you took over the business. When when did you start to get that idea of taking over the of business? Of taking over the business. Well, like actually, now. it was funny because uh, he sold the business to um, to another person. Okay. And he told me like, okay, I said, why you're selling the bi- you know Ramos Postry to this person when I can run it for for you? Yeah. You know, you can go and I can run it for you or sell it to me. And he says, you're not ready. Oh, wow. He says, you're not ready for this yet. Work for him. And um, you're going to work for him. And then, you know, he's going to, you're going to be fine. Okay. That's all he told me. You're going to be fine. I was like, I was so mad at him. Yeah, because. I was so mad at him. And I said, why? And he's like, listen to what I'm telling you. Okay. Trust. You're not ready. You're not ready. So I said, okay. So I worked for this person for two years. And he didn't have the passion that Mr. Ramos had. And this is where I go back to say, you need to train people from the bottom Mm. so they can have the passion, so they can love their work and love what they're doing. You cannot just come and buy a business 
without knowing anything about it. It's not a production business. Yeah. You know, like you don't do this, like make a hundred of this, make 200,000 of this. No, this is something that you do every day differently with your hands. Every project is new. Every project it's for somebody special. Somebody's looking up for this. Yeah. So this, the person that bought this business, he didn't know anything about it. Okay. So that business was not for him. Gotcha. But I was able to keep up the business for two years with him. Because I was running the business. I was um, talking to the clients. I was making sure that everything was this, with the same quality, everything the same as Victor Ramos did it. Just to keep my job. Yeah. But this didn't work for that person. And then <clears throat> one day he's like, okay, so they were going to close the business. Because it was, yes, you know. It wasn't not for her. working. Okay. It was not working. So he said, we're going to close the business. And Victor called me and said, like, you know what? Now is your time. He Buy it was time. Yeah. for less. <laughs> and now you're ready. Because he trained you for, I mean, you did it for two years. Yeah. Now you're ready to do it on your own. Wow. <laughs> and that's how I was like, either I was like, I take the opportunity of, you know, doing it my own or we were gonna have seven people without a job wow so i talked to the guys and i said okay so this is what we're gonna do if you guys are with me we can continue the business if not then everybody's gonna have you know we're gonna be unemployed yeah so we took the risk and here we are wow and what was that like for you to be able to become an owner of a business. What was that feeling like to start? Like, and especially when it comes to you, and now it, now you, oh wow, what do I do oh, now? Well, Did well, you it feel was ready for it? Did you feel prepared well, it by was, that time? It was. Um, I guess when you come from a background that you have to do what you have to do mm. when they told you to do it. Yeah. You know, you had no excuse. Like, I think when you have that background, like, nothing is impossible. You can just do it. You just, like, you just throw yourself into the, yeah. <laughs> you know, you just go. But it was hard to become the boss. It's, it's a transition because before you were an employee. Yeah. So now you're not an employee. So I had to learn to be out of that and learn how to be a boss. Exactly. So not only a boss, but a leader. Because now it's like, but I did it for two years already, a little bit like it's not totally my responsibility, but I was responsible enough to do the job and get, you know, get the job completed and guide them. So I was like, if I was able to do that, I'm going to keep on doing the same thing. But yes, with the responsibility that I'm in charge of paying rent, payroll, and yeah. everything else. And thanks wow. to my husband that he was able to, because he's more organized. Okay. Something that I don't have. Mm-hmm. I'm not too organized, but he's very organized. Gotcha. So he was, a, you know, he came and like, okay, I'm going to do the books. Mm. So he's doing the books, the contability, and because I can't function money and production. And okay. And art yeah. doesn't mix. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough to balance the two. Yeah, no doubt. Yes. So yeah. he does the money part, mm-hmm. and I just make sure that the job gets completed. Yeah, and 
I, and I always say to him, money, it's yes, the result, you know, that yeah. comes after. That yeah. comes, if you do a good job, that comes with it. You know, I, I don't worry about that profit. Yeah. You know, and yes, I, I don't worry about the profit. Yeah. He does. And, that's, do. and that's what's good. That's a, that's, that's a great partnership, mm-hmm. you know, that you, where you're... The, you know, you know where your skill level yes, is and where it lies. Exactly. And he has his skills, and you coming together. That's a beautiful match. You know. Yes. Yeah. So we beca- it was a little bit hard in the beginning. Yeah. Because as marriage, we already have our own roles. Yes. When we became partners again on a business. That's different. Right? That's yeah. different. Yeah. Because I was boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, no, I I know what I'm doing. You yeah. know, you your ego gets slapped you up to like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like hard because then you have to go back again and say, okay, I'm good at this. You're good at that. So let's combine. Otherwise, yeah. we we don't like yes. <laughs> yeah, have divorce over Absolutely. the business. Yeah, because it's it, it, it stress and challenge. It's a very of, stress, and also yeah. who's going to take care of the kids? Yeah, we exactly. still had the business, two kids, and a bunch of responsibilities. Yeah, and how old were the kids at the time? My that you kids took over? were, well, Alex is nine years old. Yeah, wow. And my daughter was six. Wow. So yeah, they're young. Yeah, there's a lot a lot of things going on. My kids, they used to come from the bus, and I used to get them down right in front of the shop. Wow. They used to come to the shop and do their homework there. Yeah. They, so that was home. That was, really, that was that their was other their house. Yeah. I remember, I worked with them all the time. So th- they always came to the shop. Okay. I always worked through my pregnancies until I was ready to go to the hospital. In seven, in seven weeks, I was back to work. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So I was That's like, amazing. my kids, re- you know, yeah. they were raised in the shop, Yeah. basically. My uh, Victor used to say, like, they already know the song with machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they know, know their home. That's amazing. So my kids grew up in the shop. Yeah. Basically. Like, so for them, me being the owner or not, it was nothing different. Because they were always there. They yeah. were always there anyway. Wow. And um, now um, I had new workers and they had their kids. And I always told them, like, if you need to bring them to the shop, bring them to the oh, shop. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, let your kids wor- know where you at. Yeah. Let them know what you're doing. Wow. Because I think that's another a different podcast probably. No, but that's but good, yeah. if your kids know what you're doing, where you're at, they're going to, you know, if you're not home. Yeah. They're going to, you know, they're, they're going to have a peace of mind Absolutely. that I know where my mom is and I know what she's doing. Yeah. And you're showing them ways on what work ethic is, on what showing up is, and what putting in this, this hard work Yes. Is, it, uh, is a testament to just how they can see what the result and outcomes are of that, right? You know, when, you, when they can go to your shop and see that there's, first of all, there's a comfortable environment that you're creating there as a leader, and also that there's, you know, there's people that they can trust and mm-hmm. they're coming to, but then also, wow, how do, you, how do you do this? You know, maybe how many entrepreneurs can come out of that? You know, that's, that's pretty special. And they, um, all my clients... They come in and they ask for Alex. They ask for Abby. They even ask for the dog because the dog used oh, to yeah. come to that <laughs> shop too. You know. Great. So they they get familiar with all our clients and then um, we have clients who come you know ev- continuously. So they become family too. That's amazing. You know, our clients become so really good friends. I have a lot of good friends that are my clients. Yeah. We just become 
family, everything. So I think this is something that I want to, I want this to continue. Yeah. And it's great. You know, it's, it's such a great mindset as a leader that you are on how to create that environment. So what was it like for you culturally in terms of coming from Mexico to Newburgh and kind of finding your way to understand the culture of being in New York and Newburgh and, and the culture of Mexico and making sure that your, you know, what you brought with you and where you are can continue and combine. What was that like for you? It is, um, I think it's, I think you are who you are no matter where you go. Mm. You can be in New York, you can be in China, you can go back to your country. And you are, yes, you are Mexican, you're Puerto Rican, you are from whatever part of the world you are. But I think your person is who, you know, carries you to, no matter where you are, you're going to, like I said, I was talking to my friend yesterday, and and I said, you know what, I think the most important part, like it's being an immigrant, Mm and... And if you go with the mind of said that everybody's looking at you as an immigrant, they're going to look at you as an immigrant. Yeah. But if you go there like, this is who I am, yeah, you know, they're going to look at you as a person. Absolutely. They're not going to look at you like, oh, you're Mexican or you're Puerto Rican or yeah. you're... Who, no. Whatever, yeah. I am Rocio. Like when you tell me who you are, I am Rocio. Yeah. That come from Mexico. <laughs> And I just don't feel I have a lot of good friends that open the doors for me. Um, American, you know, people from here, no matter what color, what race, they just open the doors to me. And I just feel like it's just the energy that you carry. Yeah, and that presence is amazing. The energy that you, you know, you have a positive energy. You're not looking to see who's looking at you wrong. Exactly. Even if you have an accent. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and that's the great thing, you know, just, just having that mindset. I, I, I think that's what's so important for people to understand and to listen to and hear is to be who you are. Mm-hmm. Be who you are and embrace each part of that of who you are. You know, whatever you, and then whatever you want to improve upon, you improve upon. Which, yes. Whatever that means to you. Yes. And, you know, so coming from Mexico, coming to Newburgh and creating this environment just kind of shows your drive. So what was it that drove you to want to continue to, you know, to want to get into that role of a leader? What do you think kind of drove you inside to, to I do that? I think we're, I come from a family that are leaders. Okay. You know, um, most of my family, you know, they have their own businesses. Yeah. They, um, my brother has his own business. My other brother, he's a leader. He, um, my my father, even he's a little bit quiet, but he was our leader. Mm. And then I got involved with the Ramos family, and there are a bunch of leaders. Gotcha. I think like the people who you get involved with. Mm. And it's funny because I was saying like, you know what? It's funny, and it's not coincidence that you know somebody that it's, has a great energy, and you just met, met him at the first time, and then you like them, yeah. and you can talk about. It. And then, as you start the conversation, they know somebody else that you also know. Yeah. And that person knows another person that you know, and then you, 
discover that you're in a circle of great people with the same energy. Absolutely. I don't know if that happens to you, but yeah, that happens it happens to me a lot. Very often, yeah. Yeah. So you just, and then being a leader, it's more like a responsible, I feel responsible for my shop, for my employees. Yeah. To, you know, just to, I want them to have a good day. Mm-hmm. They listen to the music they want to listen to. They, um, they, you know, have, they feel at home. Yeah. Everybody has their own spot, their own bench, and they can have whatever they feel like. They make that their little home, yeah, like space great. of work. You know, my husband is like, we have to keep the clean, the shop clean, because that gives them, you know, they they feel good coming pride. into work. Yeah, yes, pride too. That's great. So yeah, that's, that's a part that he does. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, you each have your skills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same thing at it. home. Yeah. You know, it's like when you come back home, I want you to feel good. Yeah. I don't want you to be stressed, picking up everything that every you know it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, I think part of being organized is very important. That I don't have that skill, but. He does. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the partnership is beautiful. Yes. So what was your biggest struggle or barrier while you were looking into developing your craft and your skills and what you're doing? What was some of the barriers or maybe one big barrier that you were you needed to overcome or get through or get past? Or were there several? I, confidence. Confidence. Mm, tell me about that. Yeah. Confidence because... You can do something that you think is right, but then you don't have the confidence to that you're doing the right thing. Okay. One thing is because we work with, um, I work with a lot of designers. Okay. Okay. So they have something in mind. They already seen the picture of the piece that they want, that they design. So they describe you what they want. For me to interpret what they want and make it and give it to them as a final product, it's always challenging. Okay. Because if I didn't have the, if I don't trust in myself, I'll, I'll give them the wrong product. So that was like something that I had to learn to trust. Like the first thing I, you know, read their minds. Gotcha. Read their minds. We would do a lot of work for the theater. Oh, okay. So there is the designer, and then there is the props production manager. So there's three people. So whatever the designer wants, he tells the prop manager, and then the prop manager brings it up to me. And then I have to give the same, um, I have to let my staff know what they want. So there is like one, two, three, four persons. Gotcha. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. that you have to go through to get the right product. And then to bring it to them and then get the approval. And, and get the approval. That. Oh, wow. So there's many stages to it. Many stages, but then okay. I think that I overcome that where I know when they're talking to me, I already know what they want. And this is something that for Broadway productions, you can't be wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got to be on point. And, and so you, you struggled with the confidence probably, what, at the beginning at of the just beginning, learning how to do that? At the yeah. beginning. Because one time they called me like, oh, we have this big job for Radio City Music Hall. Mm. 
and you need to come. Your heart's pounding, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) So you have to come and talk to the designers and da da da. I'm like, okay, I'll go. I go there, and there is a conference table with 12 persons just waiting for me. Wow. So I can come and tell them how the project was going to get done. Wow. What was that like? I was <laughs> like, I didn't expect that. I was just like, oh. So they wanted me to talk about it, write it in paper. I was like, listen, this is not how I work. I think if you want me to show you what I'm going to do, we need to go to the floor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and go to the, you know, to the workshop and I'll tell you there what I'm going to do. Yeah. How did they take that? They, they were like, this is what you, you know, okay. and they gave me the conference and say like, wow. if she wants to go there, is that's because that's that's what she needs, and that's yeah. you know, they were fine with it. Wow, how did you prepare for that? I like, didn't prepare. What, you didn't. <laughs> 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 you just went in, and that's what you did. That's amazing. I just went in there, and then oh I just became God. came with ideas, and then I was came back to the shop, and I said, okay, guys, this is what we're gonna do. This, this big gigantic eggs. That we had to do some tufting and put okay. buttons on it, and they're like huge and round and hard. And and then I said, like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. So on my way back, I was planning, like, you know, okay. So I just told them that I can do this. Yeah. In one week. What? Oh. <laughs> and I can, you know, I can't be wrong. So I start planning in my head, and okay. also I let my staff help me and ask them their opinion. Oh, okay. It's Excellent. not like I don't just say like you're gonna do this and this is how it is Great. because I say so. Yeah. I bring up to the plan and I say, okay, guys, this is what we gotta do. How can we do it? Give me, you know, yeah. take everybody's ideas. That's great. And and I in respect. Like, you have the ability to do this. You're good at this. You're good at that. Okay, so put it together and trust. They trust me. I have to trust my employees. Beautiful, yeah. And then we did it. We did it right. And then. That's so great. So, you know, as you talked about relationships and you talked about being a leader, what we end up doing in the My Formula way, and, and the whole process of My Formula is, is all about learning about health and wellness. But there's so many you know, components to it and so many uh, targets to, to hit. So one of the first ones we talk about is, is physical health. And physical health meaning exercise and nutrition. And everybody's journey is different in that. And so I'd love to talk about your journey with physical health and the strength in your body in order to become this leader, what do you do and what have you done or maybe some of the things you've uh, done in your life for exercise and nutrition? What are some of the things that you focus on um, throughout your life to, to be healthy, as healthy as possible in that way? Well, I do try to work out at least two or three times a week. Excellent. I have a bicycle downstairs in my house. Yeah. So I try, I always do a little bit of exercise not like i always wanted to do more yeah sometimes i'm so too tired you know you after work working hours i know that 14 I, I know hours a day 12 hours a day <laughs> you a know yeah. um come back home um cooking it's something that i love to do but i don't have the time yeah yeah so um, I feel that part, I feel really, really guilty with my kids because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes we have to eat out a lot. Yeah. Um, we but try sometimes that's the to balance, right? It's, you're working yes. hard. Uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah. But we try to choose like 
good rest, you know, good yeah. places to eat. Yeah. Um, but I think I can do better on okay. the, you know, nutrition. Yeah. And the, but I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, but yeah, and that's something that I, um, I start and then I don't, you know, I start like, okay, we're going to be drinking juices, green yeah. juices, getting healthy food, and, the, and then it, we, we, I do it for a week and the, or two, and then I go back to like, you know, yeah, yeah. normal. Um, that's something so that I would okay. like to improve. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't exercise like a routine all the time, okay. but I try to exactly. work out and I love it. Yeah. I, 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 I feel good when I do it. All my stress goes away. Like I really feel really good when I work out. That's excellent. Like even half an hour after you put your right music. Yeah. We've been planning to do um, workroom downstairs and oh, okay. you know to do. That's something that we just <laughs> you know keep on pushing it. But yeah. I think we have to you know do it. But that's what's so good. Like you 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 know whenever you recognize that that's something you got to do more of. Yes. You can start throwing that into your life. I think that's the important message here. Is is not everybody's perfect with it. Not everybody's going to be optimal with it. But you know that it exists and you know that it's going to help you out as being a better person and a leader and better with your family and, and yes. stuff like that. And what's good is that it led you to, to other levels of, of health. So how physical health and exercise and nutrition, when you said that you know it makes you feel good, that kind of leads to the mental health part of my formula and my formula way. You know, a lot of times when we exercise and we eat, you know, good, healthy things that we feel is healthy, a lot of times it helps our mental health. So what's been your journey as far as mental health and keeping your mind at peace as much as possible, especially being a leader, being a mom, you know, being an owner of a company, being a wife and, and, and a daughter and all this other stuff. What, is, what have you done in your journey to kind of keep that peace of mind? I think it's um, when I feel very stressed or more stressed than other days, I drink water. Mm. Yeah. And <laughs> water can, like helps me, you know, because sometimes what I, I notice that when I don't drink enough water, like, oh, my, I get like a little bit of um, anxiety. Yeah. So I'm trying to do this and that and, and I don't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So when I drink more water, and I notice that when I have a really good breakfast, sometimes what I do is, um, I don't have the time, but sometimes what I do is I go to Anna's oh, okay. restaurant, yeah, and I get two eggs, my fries, my coffee, and then I eat in peace with nobody bothering me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just sit at the window, look out, look at all the cars, and I say, you know, all these people are going to work. They're going somewhere, you know? The, the world is moving. Yeah. Newberry is moving. So as they're moving out, like very soon I'm going to go out too. So um, I say I after I have a good breakfast, I, I feel like I produce more. Gotcha. Because now I don't have, if I go straight to work, what happens is I, I do a little something and then I go get my coffee yeah. and then I just have a sip and then I go get a piece of bread and then I have another sip and then by then my coffee is cold and then yeah. I have to go and warm it up. By then I already lost like 20 minutes going back and forth. Gotcha. Versus when I have a good breakfast, I come home, I come to work and I just do what I have to do. My mind is not distracted. Gotcha. Yeah. So you took that time out for yourself to just make sure you have yes. that peace of mind. 
Yes. That's important. You know, it's important because you have so many responsibilities. Yes. To be in that place of peace is is crucial, not just to yourself, not just to your business, but your staff, your employees, mm-hmm. and your family and, mm-hmm. and community. And with peace in the mind and mental health, I, I generally talk about sleep as well, because sleep is just so important. But, you know, you had mentioned before, you know, 14 hour work days yeah, are I no joke, home. you know, so and especially with children and all that. So what do you what what does sleep mean to you? Are you are you able to get enough sleep uh, or not? Yes, yeah? no, I always sleep. Yeah, <laughs> like that's as good. soon as yeah. I get to my pillow, yeah, that's you're out. It. <laughs> and I know that my kids are home. Yeah, <laughs> you can pass out. I yeah. can pass out. That's great. When my son is out or my or whatever, I can't sleep. Yeah. And I, and I sometimes I say to them like you know, I know you're out and you, but I can't sleep. Yeah. And I have to work tomorrow. Yeah. I can't. I just can't because I don't have the peace of mind. But when all the families at home and everything, then, then I you're can, good. Yes, all right, I'm so good. I'm gonna have to tell Alex to come home early <laughs> from now on. <laughs> yes, like last night we were out. <laughs> yeah. And we came like in October. He went out with his friends, mm-hmm. and I just remember saying, texting him like, I, "Don't come back too late." Yeah. And then I fell asleep, and I woke up like two thirty in the morning. I like, where's yeah. Alex? Yeah. <laughs> you know. And my husband like, he's sleeping. How do you know? <laughs> I'm like, he's sleeping. Yeah. Like, okay. Do you check if his car is outside? He's yeah. like, he's sleeping, girl. Go <laughs> sleep. <laughs> like, okay. And that's the responsibility of and a And then mom, I was right? sleeping, you know, and then I yeah. just peace of mind again. Like, okay, my kid is good. Then I can go to sleep. Gotcha. But I think that's always going to be in the mom, you know. No doubt. <laughs> and that's the important part, I think, of the role of a parent, right? Of, of a mom. But... You know, we, we always want to emphasize that sleep is important as yes. best as you can yes. because it does. It refreshes you for the morning. So maybe you can have that breakfast. Mm-hmm. You can get to the office or you can get to your shop and make yes. sure that you're as on point as you can be because yes. you want to be as, as as available for the situations that come up. Because I'm sure there's, you know, you're putting out fires as well in terms of business and, and what you have to you know deal yeah. with. And it's another part, like, I, I go back again, like, if I was more organized, mm-hmm. you know, and this is on me, if I'm more organized and I can prepare something for my breakfast in the morning at home, yeah. and I can create this routine, and probably I, I can do more in less time. Gotcha. But that's something that I have to work on. Yeah, and you, you know, you're much more than <laughs> capable of doing it because of... Again, the story we've been talking about you of your drive from where you've come from to where you are today. That's just another thing that you'll I'm sure you're going to get to someday, <laughs> you know, and everybody's is different. So whatever that means for you is something that you can work toward. And, and that's the whole goal of talking to people in this podcast is knowing that that journey is never ending and it's going to continue. Um, but that also leads into freedom in the spirit. So it's when I talk about spiritual health. I always talk about inspiration and mm-hmm. what it is that inspires you to do what you're doing, create what you create, and learning how to believe in yourself. So was there a time, when we talked about it before, when you didn't have that confidence, but what makes it in your life to be inspired and to believe in yourself right now with all you have going on? So we are like the reflection, your kids, you know. So whatever I feel like I'm doing right now, it's going to help my kids in the future. So that drives me to be better, to be in peace, mm. to be 
having the peace of mind that I'm doing my best. Yeah. So that gets me, and also have more empathy with people and with my own kids. I and my 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 husband. Yeah. I think that breaks me like. If I can be on their shoes and and feel what they're feeling and you know put myself into their own person, I think yeah. I can feel more like in peace of um thinking like you know I'm doing the best that I can absolutely you know having that empathy empathy with them, yeah, not only with them but with my employees, with my friends with um everybody yeah. Or anybody. Anybody, you know? yeah. And so what what do you have processes with your creativity because you are artistic with creating the upholsteries that you do? What's what's sort of your creative process of how you're able to express yourself and then allow your staff to ex- express themselves too? What what's uh, what are some of those processes that you go through? Well, I just like like I told you, like I can't see a finished product. Mm. You can see it. I can, you see, can see it. it. I, I gotcha. have that picture. I already know. I had the vision. Oh, all right. And I think that's the um, something like a gift, and uh, that you can see the final product, or you can, you work toward that. or you know what they want, ah, okay. or what they need. Yeah. I think their needs, and then you try to do the best that you can, so you can. Complete. Complete that product. Pro- complete gotcha. that product. I think that's. Um, I I just feel gifted. Like you know, that's I just had. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then I just try to be in peace. Um, try to listen to people. Mm. Just listen to what they have to say. What how they feel, and have that. You know, I feel like I spiritually, I do believe in God. Yeah. And I think that he is there, and then he is looking after my family. Um, the Ramos family was also very, very, very Christian people yeah. who believe in God, and they um, and I do too. Yeah, I do too. No, not too much into religion, uh-huh. but more like into the spirit, the of, spirit, it. The spirit of, of it. Yeah, the spirit and, yeah. of it. And that's the spiritual health. Because right? at the yeah. end of the day, when something is impossible and you don't you don't have anywhere else to go, there's only one yeah. <laughs> yeah. that you can go up to and ask. You know, sometimes when I don't have the, um, I, I, it's not on me. You know, that where is my kid? That everything is gonna be okay with them. You know, I just ask God like that. You know. That he protects them and, gotcha. and clear their uh, path yeah. and meet the right people. Yeah. You know? And, and allowing that to come through you, you know? Because I mm-hmm. believe, like you said before, your gift, right? Your mm-hmm. gift of the vision of that end thing. Where is that coming from, right? So that can, you know, everybody has their own journey with that and that relationship of whatever that spirit is, God, universe, mm-hmm. energy, whatever you want to call it. And, yes. But you have that connection with that thing. And I believe that that's what, that end result is to visualize that. And that's such a great gift to have. But were there ways that you were able to enhance that vision? Like, were the, or it just comes to you? <laughs> yes. It just comes. My kids told me, like, you're a witch. 
yeah. I said, I'm not a witch. Because sometimes I told them something that it's going to happen. Yeah. But they can't see it, right? They you can, you like, see it. I yeah. said, like, that's going to... And then they're like... And I said, guess what? And they were like, oh, okay, ma. What happened? <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, sometimes I had dreams. And they just become true. Wow. And it comes always from people who... With, with the same energy. Like... We were in Mexico, and I said, oh, I had this dream where I dreamed with Mr. Ramos. Well, I came to the shop, and then everything was, like, upside down. I'm trying to, uh, to see what's going on because I was away, so I came back. And then I see this big truck loading, unloading chairs, and I said, where did that truck came from? Uh, who, who, who's that? And I'm so mad, thinking, like, how am I going to get this done plus that? And I don't even know. And then I go in the back of my shop, and then I see Mr. Ramos talking to these people and saying, yes, bring the chairs down. Yes, bring them down. Yes, bring them down. And then I go to him and like, what's wrong with you? Who told you to? <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened? Yeah. And he's like, oh, my, my girl, Rocio, I told them, like, you know, you can handle this and more, so you're going to get all these chairs that they want you to do. And I just looked at him like, are you serious? And he's like, Stop whining. You can do this. Wow. And then I say, I told my kids the dream that I had. Say so like, oh my God, that's, you know, that's beautiful. Because I love him as my father. Father, yeah, exactly. I love him a lot. Yeah. So I know always he has like a message for me wow. all the time. So I came back to work. And no, before we came back, okay. I had this phone call from one of my big clients. And he's like, okay, Rosie, I forgot to tell you, but there is a list of pieces that you need to get done before the end of the day before the end of the week next okay. week so when you come back welcome back because you have all this work to do wow and i said to my kids you see i told yeah, you yeah exactly <laughs> and that came through a dream that's amazing <laughs> so and i think it's just the energy that mm -hmm. um mr ramos believed in me all the time yeah and then, and then you have to trust your parents yeah. And he was like my father. That so you have great. to trust your parents that when they told you something is because they love you. Yeah. And they know. I want my kids to know that. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> you and, know? Yeah. You're a prime example of that. And you said the key word right there is love, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that leads us to emotional health and what I call love in the heart. Mm -hmm. And when you travel through the physical the mental the spiritual and emotional health when you lead to the love in the heart you've talked about it many times of the love that you have for the ramos family as well as the love you have for your family that helped you know that raised you and and then the, the love that you have for your family that you've created with your husband and then the love you have for your staff and mm -hmm. the community which is amazing so talk about relationship talk about love and relationship love with yourself first and then the love you have for others and what you're able to give what is that kind of what's what's that journey been for you well the love for myself i learned to love myself as i am mm. because i am not perfect <laughs> but i love myself and i like to look good and that's why I exercise, yeah. because when something doesn't fit me, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't want to be, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. want to, I want that dress to fit me right. I want those, you know, I, I love myself, yeah. you know, I always turn to my kids, oh, how's my hair? Yeah. No, maybe not today, but. <laughs> you look good. <laughs> you look good. <laughs> <laughs> how's my hair? How's this? Like, like, like always picking up these little things for myself. 
And then um, my kids see that. They're always like, oh, mommy. Like I said, because it has to be special, because it has to be chuchi. Because <laughs> and then they already know that that's mommy. Yeah. Mommy wants to go to have good food, have a go to a nice place. Yeah. No, because I, because I, yes, I do. I deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you work hard. I deserve it. <laughs> I work hard for it. Exactly. So if you, they don't want to come with me, they can stay. Yeah. Because I'm going to do this for me. Because I'm going to go out with my friends when I want to. Because yeah. I want to love myself. So if I feel good with me, I can be in peace and then I can give more. That's great. I can give more and I can be, you know, I, don't, I won't be frustrated. I won't be that wife that's frustrated yeah. or that 46-year-old that is frustrated mm. because it hasn't complete what she, you know, what she wanted it in life. Yeah. You know, I already, I, I think I still have more to do. But at my 46, I feel that I already, you know, I'm, I, I feel good with myself. Yeah. I feel that I did as much as I could. To, you know, at my age. And so how do you build those trusting relationships? So you, you talk about loving yourself, which is you can't do anything else without loving yourself, I don't believe. Mm. Um, so what do you do to cultivate those trusting relationships between your staff and your family and friends? What, what kind of things I do guess, you do? I guess I, that's what I say. Sometimes people say don't trust everybody because mm -hmm. people are bad because sometimes you trust somebody and they're going to turn back to you. Yeah. And this and, and I say, you know what? I don't, I like, I don't really look at people that they can do something wrong to me because I don't feel like I ever want to do something wrong to anybody. Why they, why they would do something wrong to me? Why? And so I just, my husband is like, you just leave your money everywhere. You just leave your stuff. You know, like somebody can just come and steal. Mm -hmm. And I say, why somebody will come and steal? Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's because you have that peace of mind. You don't have this, like, background saying, like, oh, because when I was little, they did this to me. That, that I, I just feel like I don't carry you don't carry it with you. I don't you. carry that's, stuff with me. That's incredible to do. I don't carry. In 24 years of marriage, yeah. there's a lot of things that go, you know. The journey of that <laughs> alone, yeah. And that's relationship, right? Yeah, exactly. And I said to my sometimes something like to keep <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You so, keep it back here uh, just yeah, in case. Yeah, just in I case I need them. My wife does that very well. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. But I try not to. I try not yeah. to because... Um, you can't. Yeah. Because otherwise, you just carry all this negativity with you. And then... Um, and like you don't I, leave an open door for new things to come in, right? Yeah. No, I try not to sometimes. Yeah. You know, I try not to. But yeah. um, I think that's the whole thing. My husband is like, you just... Too, you just trust people too easy. And I go, mm. why not? Yeah. Why not? Especially if you get involved with the right people with the same energy. Yeah. What can go wrong? Yeah. You know? And, <laughs> and if it happens, it happens. It happen you will learn yeah, from it. Exactly. Absolutely. You and that, I think that's what's so important about what you bring up, you know, with, with your husband. I mean, 24 years of building a relationship, I think, is so important for people to know that it's a journey. You know, what, what happened 24 years ago when you met to where you are today there are ups and downs in relationship. Oh. There's in, you know, in and out, ups, downs, left, right, east, west, whatever it is. Yeah. 
what what has that been like for you well, in we're terms two of different persons that? today mm. than we were 24 years ago yeah i'm not who i was 24 years ago yeah and he's not who he was 24 years ago yeah we're two different people we grew up together yeah and as we grow up um we compromise with each other mm -hmm. at the end of the day things can go wrong but at the end of the day we have two beautiful children that we have to you know lit up an example for Absolutely. and sometimes we're not the best example <laughs> hey it happens we're not <laughs> exactly <laughs> we're not the best example but um we try to do our best yeah and and i think that's what's so important that you show is that it takes work, it takes effort. But what we discussed before, even off camera, I remember you were talking about that, you know, he's an individual and I'm an individual. Yes. Talk a little bit more about that, because oh. that was so great. I wish we were <laughs> recording at that time, because that was just such a great conversation. Yes, what I was, we were talking about, is like we've been married for 24 years, and what I learned is that we're not one person. We are two persons that... He is an individual, I'm an individual, and we want different things. And we came out from two different families. Yeah. And um, he grew up differently than I did. He had his own things that he had to go through in Newburgh, and yeah. I had mine. But at the end of the day, we combine, we compromise to, you know, he, now he has to accept me how I am, disorganized. But talented. Yes, very talented, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to accept that he is very organized, but sometimes he is very talented too, but on his own way, you know, gotcha. he does his own things. Okay. And recognize your partner. I think recognition is very important. Yeah. And how do you do that? How do you recognize the other person on a day-to-day on -day basis? What, are there certain things that you do to recognize each he, other? Yes, like, yeah. I, I mean, he does, he does auto body. Yes. He does, you know, he works with his hands too. He's also a leader at his, at his work. You know, he manages people too. Excellent. You know, he, um, but he's very, very responsible. And uh, he always tries to do the best of him at his job. Yeah. And I, you know, and I recognize that he's, you know, he's a good person. Absolutely. Has good, you know, he's very responsible. A great guy, you know. You and, and know he's very responsible and he's responsible with his kids. Yes. And uh, with me in the house. Yeah. I, and I recognize that from him a lot. And I believe that all comes down to trust. Like you said before, the trust that you have in your staff. You, you went away on vacation, you know, last week or the week before, and you trust your staff. But what does trust mean to you with the relationship with your husband and with your children? What does well, that with mean the trust you? is that you can't control. Mm. anybody yeah. you can control nobody's actions they can control my actions i am the owner of my own actions so i trust that i my to my kids that i teach them right or at least to make the right decisions if they don't it's their own actions yeah and they're gonna have to suffer the consequences um as a mother, oh, of course, I'm always going to be there behind them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, for my husband, I'm always going to be behind him too. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I do things that are wrong. And my husband, I know that I'm going to have his, his back. Yeah. 
And with my employees, actually, that was my son's idea. Like, mom, like you have to really leave the shop. The shop. Yeah. If it was for me, I would never was, leave yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure that was very hard for you. Yeah. For me, it was like, but you know what? I was just, you know what? I'm ready for. I'm ready to do this. Mm. I'm ready to do this, and I did it, and I feel really good. I was not stressed at the trip. I was like, call me if you need me. You know, I had the trust on them. That's great. And one day I want to have the trust in my kids that when they, when they go out and they're on their own, they're going to do the right thing. If they, if they don't, they're going to learn from it. Yeah. And you guys will be there for them. And then is, always. That's amazing. Like my daughter, she went to an open house on Friday. Yeah. And she went by herself. We didn't went with her. Wow. And I, can I, afterwards, I, I feel guilty because I said, I should have go with my daughter to the open house. My, this is, my daughter was like, everybody was with their parents and they asked me, where are your parents at? And I said, oh, I came by myself. And she just wanted to do that on And her she own. just wanted to do that wow. because that's what she wants to do. She wants to be a pastry chef. Oh, wow. So she went for an open house and she went and got all the information that she needs. All by she, herself. She, all by her, you know, wow. all by herself. So, so I was like, you know what? In a way, it's good. Yeah. I'm yes. I'm not afraid of throwing her because she's a woman, and I know that woman can do this thing. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> women are powerful. Very. Women are like, <laughs> tell me what I need to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, we're easier to go come through the obstacles. Like we just yep. do it. Absolutely. Well, you have to deliver a child. They don't ask you like, how do you want it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just. Have to do it. Yeah, I'm you know? very grateful I didn't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, seeing what my wife went through and to see that, the strength of that is yes. just insane. It's insane. just absolutely insane. Yeah, my first child, 17 hours in labor. Wow. And nobody, <laughs> he didn't want to come out. <laughs> <laughs> he was happy. He was happy with mommy. Exactly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, with my daughter, I can just, you know, just like, I said, go, Abby. Absolutely. You know, she's already, um, she works in a restaurant. Oh, okay. At the bistro. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's an intern. She started as an intern, then they hire her. Wow. She works two days a week, and she's great. She loves what she does. And then um, I think she's going to have a bright, bright future. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, and you know, no doubt with them. They're, they're <laughs> bright futures as we stand <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? So. And again, it comes back to the community mm-hmm. in Newburgh. Yeah. My Kelly give my daughter the opportunity. Ray, Coach Ray, give uh, give an opportunity to Alex. Yeah. I want to give opportunity to people to yeah. learn. You know, if we all work together exactly. as a community, absolutely. I think no matter you know where we at, yeah. all the delivery street. Every time they need anything, a poster, they will call me and That's come great. into the restaurant with the Mama Ruth's restaurant with the. Oh, which is amazing! Oh, I didn't know you did that. Oh my God, yes. this place is awesome. <laughs> we did uh, Mr. Fairfax. Yeah. And we always try to, like, and we want to go and eat something good. Yeah. We go to those places. Excellent. You know, because we know it's the good. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Absolutely. And we um, support the community. Yeah. And then we're just in the same circle. Yeah. And it's what's so important. It's what, it's what I believe makes life fulfilling. You know, and, you know, I'm, I'm actually, it's the other way around. You know, he gave me the opportunity, your son, <laughs> because, you know, to have this platform to be able to speak to people on these topics so that they can see us and them and them and us in yeah. terms of what it takes to work hard, to, you know, build trusting relationships, to take care of yourself, to take care of others. 
is so important for that message to get out. And you're doing that. And, and I'm so that's why I said I'm so honored and privileged to have you on here because to talk to a leader like you is, is something special. And we can leave that behind and let people know that the possibilities are out there. You just got to put the work in there. And then trust and love. You know, that, that trust that you yeah, have just trust is, and love. is what I it think is. I, you know, I, I love my community. Yeah. I love Newburgh. I love New York. Absolutely. I love my Mexico. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I'm never going to stop being Mexican. I'm always going to be Mexican. That's right. Uh, but guess what? I came to Newburgh and I came to the United States and like I was talking to my friend yesterday. It's like it's when like when you go to somebody else's house, mm. you have to go there and respect their way of living and the rules. Yeah. You're not going to come to their house and tell them, like, what well, this is how I do it at my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. At the moment that you respect, mm. you respect the laws, you respect, you're not, you know, you're yeah. coming to another country. Yeah. That it's not your country, mm -hmm. you know? So now you raise your family here. Now that's, you know, they're from here. Exactly. So they're totally different. But where, where we come from, Probably it's not the same. Yeah. And don't expect to be the same. Exactly. You know, you're coming to a different country with different laws. So you just have to respect. Yeah. At the moment you respect the other individual, I think everything just flows. Flows, exactly. And I, you, man, that was, a, that was excellent what you just said. So in terms of if people are out there and they're looking to get their furniture upholstered and things of that nature, and also any... Uh, Nonprofit organizations that you want to shout out? Do you want to just let people know how to get in contact with you or any type of causes that you're involved in? Well, yes. Um, if they want to uh, have anything reupholstered, they can email us uh, to r-ramos2010 at hotmail.com and send us pictures of the pieces that you want to do, your mm -hmm. questions, or you can call us at 845 Five six five eighty two eighty, and uh, or you are welcome to our shop to one ninety one Little Britain Road in Newburgh, and we're there from eight to five Monday through Friday, eight to two on Saturdays, for any personal um, jobs. Okay. But um, what I want to do, and uh, I would like to invite people because, and this is something that Alex and I were been talking about yeah. because I'm not too familiar how to start mm -hmm. an internship you know, with people, but uh, we were planning to do it on Sundays okay. for a few hours, for three to four hours, for, what, six weeks, eight weeks, and then train people to do, you know, upholstery or okay. sewing. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I want to do. And also, I'm not, I don't remember the name of the uh, organization, but Jimmy, um, he's going to start a platform. Okay. With uh, people who wants to learn different skills. Oh, okay. With electricity, if they want to learn uh, plumbing, construction. And he said, like, maybe upholstery can be another, you know. That's great. I don't know too much information about okay. it, but, and, you know, maybe in the future we can talk more. Absolutely. And we'll put that. the... We'll put the information on the liner notes for the YouTube channel as well as the podcast so that people can follow you, um, you know, whatever Instagram handles you have mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. Facebook and all that other stuff so that people can follow you and continue to follow the path of maybe those internships, which would be that 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 would be a great thing. And we'll talk more about that without a doubt, because mm -hmm. um, 
I believe bringing opportunities to people uh, creatively is going to be so important and such a skill to have that people need upholstery, you know, and they need it done professionally. And what you've been doing and with your family, with your friends, with community, with your business, I'm just so happy and proud that I am a friend of yours uh, <laughs> and uh, just honored to have you on the podcast. And mm. I thank you once again. I thank you. From the bottom of my heart. <laughs> thank you for thinking of me and Absolutely. having me here. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank Take you. Take care.